Hello and welcome to today's episode of Courageously Unapologetic with Corrine Allen. I'm incredibly excited to talk with one of my girlfriends today, um, somebody that I have so much respect for and admiration and truly just, there's so many times where I have said over the last couple of years, I don't know how she does it, I don't know how she does it, and um, her authenticity, her tenacity, her work ethic, being a mother of four and being the provider for a family is not the norm and something to truly be very respected. And um, I just, I, I remember, you know, us connecting and all of those things really standing out about her and just really having that respect immediately. Um, and then after having conversations and just her realness and her like take no crap attitude, um, but in yet like the softest way. I mean, she is the definition of powerful and yet so soft and sincere and loving, um, but handles business and, um, you know, tells you like it is and is just the most incredibly authentic woman. But I, I noticed you know, in the beginning when we met um, and when we connected that one of the things that didn't shine out of her as as bold and as strong and as clear as everything else was I couldn't pick up on um, a lot of, of joy and happiness. And um, she trusted me to guide her through a process and trusted me to you know, hold her hand and be her friend and um, be a coach for her. And this this is exactly the definition of, you know, why I really got into the field that I'm in and, and helping women is because I want them to be fueled from within and feel good and feel purpose. And so um, as time went on, you know, we were able to start really seeing that things that felt like maybe they were surface reason for not, um, you know, feeling that joy and having that self-love, there's, there's always so much more and there's always, you know, there's a bigger picture to everything. And being someone that has four kids and being the present mommy that she is, that's what was eating away at her. And that's what was making her angry every day or leaving her sad every night because she wasn't able to be present with them. And she was working 40, 50, 60 hours and she was tired. And when she was with them, she wasn't the version of herself that she wanted to be. And so I, I wanted her to share her story and, you know, you to hear from her because it's her story and it's her perspective and it's you you know, maybe you're in a similar situation and, you know, you just hearing it from somebody um, will be different for you. And it's not my story. And, you know, her wisdom and her truth is um, is just powerful. So I am so excited to introduce you guys to my beautiful, strong, badass friend, Nikki. But there was something that clicked and you got this burst of confidence and, and maybe just a burst of why the heck not and enough was enough for you do you feel like there was like a day that that happened a build up like what what is your story in that um you know honestly i i feel like there was a build up i don't feel like there came a particular day i just remember um 
starting to get into personal development and before I just thought that was so hokey. And for some reason, you know, I was like, all right, I'll take a chance, whatever. I like to read. So I started getting into that and then it would always, they'd always talk about passion and stuff like that. And I just, I didn't feel a whole lot of passion any longer for what I was doing. Um, and that bothered me and just day by day, it just can, it just continued to every time something would happen, I would just be like, I just don't like the love is lost. I just don't Mm -hmm. have it anymore. And that really bothered me, you know? So, um, that's when I just kind of was like, you know what, like I am over this, something has got to change. And it's, it started, was it simple because, or did you feel like that was an open door of like, uh, I'll start with the surface area. And then once you started kind of like picking at the outside, you were like this internal part of me has, has is craving more too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I yeah. was just like, this is, it's too much, you know, just being, you know, working 40 hours a week and having four children and, you know, they're active, they're in dance and they're in ball and they have practice. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of our uh, you know, my oldest daughter, she's my bonus daughter. So she shared. So, you know, we, we have her for a week on a week off. It used to be every two days on two days off. And so it was just always a lot, you know, kids forget things. She'd have one knee pad at our house, one knee pad at her mom's, (laughs) and then she'd have a volleyball game and it was chaotic. Um, and it was very stressful. My job was stressful. Um, it's the type of job where, you know, you are basically on call 24 seven, because if there is a fire or there's water damage or there's, um, you know, police at the property or whatever happens, you know, I have to be available, um, which gets hard. You know, there were times when I'd be giving my child a bath, you know, and I don't have my phone in the bathroom with me. And, you know, I would, you know, my boss would be blowing up my phone. Like you missed Mm -hmm. the emergency on call. There is a fire at the property. You have to go. And, you know, that's really stressful and not fun when you have things going on and there's dinner and there's, you know, a dance you need to get to. And it just, it became a whole lot. And, um, you know, I was raised super traditional. So my mom stayed home and my mom did all the cooking and she did all the cleaning. And so that's what I envision mm-hmm. that's what my family should look like excuse right. the ambulance and so you know <laughs> I would be at um I would be at home trying to you know cater to my husband and do everything for him you know like my mother did and I had to have like a cold hard look and say like my mom didn't work 40 hours a week I mean she did right. but she was at home yeah that was her yeah. job she didn't yeah. work outside the home and then come home and work inside the home. And I was like, I'm trying to do everything and I am burning myself out. Yeah. I mean, I think that one of the things that we hear the most when we talk to women in these situations is that they feel like by the time they get home, their family and the people that they love the most are getting leftovers and they're getting the most tired version, the most angry, exhausted, fed up starving version oh yeah mm-hmm. you know and then it change it can drastically change the relationships and um you know I think that we have been like you said about your upbringing and just 
you know, being raised traditional or, or, or what we're used to. I also think we've just been so brainwashed to think that if we do something that fills our cup, if we do something that makes us feel good, that it's selfish. And I'm going to see how fast I can flip to this, but I just read this morning and I can't even believe how much this aligns with today's, um, with us talking. Um, yes. Okay. So in this book untamed that I'm reading, I think you read this too, didn't you? I'm reading it right now. Okay. So literally today, how ironic it says women who are best at this disappearing act earn the highest praise. She is so selfless. Can you imagine the epitome of womanhood is to lose yourself completely? I mean, that just literally brings all those tears back to my eyes because that is how, how we're brought up. That is, I mean, it's so hard to actually break that cycle and go outside of it. Like I am a very traditional person, but you know, I'm a CEO like you are, but still there's that part of us that no matter it's part of our upbringing and it's hard not to attach worth to being a good mommy Mm -hmm. or, you know, being a good wife. And I think it's really important that somebody in your situation versus mine, because of the, the power that you held and what you had to do for your family. And you had to, like you've told me, um, trust in yourself and bet on yourself and bet on your work ethic and believe in your passion to say that it will benefit your family. Like you can go for it. Um, so, you know, giving your personal experience, what would be your answer in saying like, how is filling your cup and going after what truly makes you happy, anything but selfish? Oh gosh. It's, it's so crazy because in the very beginning, I think I did have a really hard time with it, you know, because being Mm -hmm. raised in a traditional house and, you know, our family was really religious. So, um, you know, it was always, you know, um, you, you know, you do everything for everybody else, you know, like you, you don't, you don't ask for anything in return, you know, I mean, you just, you know, you're a servant, you, Mm -hmm. you serve your family, you serve your neighbors, you serve those you love, you serve those you don't love, um, Mm. you know, just to have a Christ-like position and, you know, whatnot. So then, you know, it turns around and you're like, okay, well, I just have to keep giving and giving and giving and someday I'll be blessed. And, you know, it, it doesn't say that anywhere. You know, it doesn't say that anywhere to lay down and give away everything Like, I don't have to be a martyr. I don't have to, you know, like, and so finally, I think there was a quote that I read that was like, um, it was something along, I sound like, you know, it was something along (laughs) the lines of like, um, it's not saying me first, it's saying me too. And I'm like, I'm not saying like, when I say like, I'm going to go and work out and this is all about me. I'm not, I'm not saying that like in a selfish way. I'm saying this is probably the only thing that will get to be about me today. And, you know, I think some people don't recognize that, that, you know, like what, what did you do for yourself today? What is one thing Mm -hmm. that you did for yourself today? And if you can name one thing, that is probably one more thing than a lot of women can say. So for me, like I have, I mean, I am substantially happier. I believe that my kids are happier. I know that my husband is happier. Mm-hmm. Um, like my household in general is just just a happier place because I'm a happier version of me. 
And, you know, 90% of women can probably say, I mean, we are what make, you know, a house a home is us. And if we're miserable and bitter and angry and worn out, like what good are you offering anybody? Yeah. So for me, it's been absolutely life-changing to take care of myself. And I'm not saying I get to come first. I'm saying I get to come in line with, you know, everybody else. I'm not like an afterthought any longer. Yeah. I mean, there's just so there's this very like vanity, cocky uh, feeling or, or thought process that's attached to when people hear someone say a woman that loves herself, a woman that puts herself first or mm-hmm. the process of falling in love with myself. It's like, oh, gosh, mm-hmm. but the uh, the bigger picture that comes with that and the whole package deal that comes with that is. I mean, for you personally, a couple of daughters, you know, mm-hmm. yes, sons too, but a couple of daughters seeing a woman that loves herself as much as the kids. That's a rare thing these days. Mm-hmm. It's a rare thing. And then, you know, w- women that do make themselves a priority too, like you said, like we are not first, we are not um, putting all their needs aside because of ours. It's we're, we're on the plate too. Mm-hmm. And that's such a rare thing to see. But I think that it's obvious. I mean, we have, we know women firsthand that are like, well, maybe if I did this, I would feel like this. Maybe if I was successful in this area, I would have this. And it's like, well, why not? Like, why not try then and, and mm-hmm. go for it and see what comes about it? Because, um, it could be scary, you know, so you, you know, now own your own business and money is limitless, you know, when you do own your own, own your own business. And it's all about the timing that you put in, um, and the work ethic and, and all that stuff. But I think the most special part for you is that it's your own schedule. It's that quality time. What was your schedule like on, let's just say a, you know, Wednesday night, right smack in the middle of the week, with your kids two years ago versus now? Oh my gosh. Oh, two years ago. Let's see. (laughs) So Reagan would have been closer to two. Um, Cam would have been closer to four. Um, And then we had an eight and a nine-year-old. So it would have been complete chaos. Um, (laughs) Somebody would have had practice. Um, I would guess Rayleigh would probably have ball. Um, We would have, I would have tried to get off work and get straight home. Uh, I would try to do my workouts at like 8 PM when I could get everybody kind of settled because that was literally like the only time I could manage at that time. Um, so I would wait until everybody got to bed and then promptly at eight, I would drink some pre-workout and do Mm. this, um, workout. Uh, and then it would be hard to get to sleep. Because, you know, pre-workout yeah. just doesn't get used up in that, you know, little bit of time yeah. and it goes away. So then I would, you know, eventually fall asleep closer to, you know, 10, 11, whatever. Um, I would wake up and I would have to get four kids ready. And at Gosh. that time, they went to four different locations. And each of them were like 15 minutes opposite directions from my home. Um, so it was completely crazy. I would be yelling. I mean, I am just going to be real. Um, 
you know, I would like to say, I'm like, oh, everybody got their shoes on and everybody grabbed their backpacks and everybody walked out. No way. Yeah. And no, it would be, I would have to be like, where is your other shoe? you know, and then yeah, Reagan every day, this, you know, like you're trying, you know, and, and at that time, you know, Reagan's too. So I'd put her shoes on and then I would be trying to get bags and I would turn around and she'd have taken her shoes off. And so <laughs> all of this is happening. I'm trying to get them to school. I'm still trying to get to work on time. And, you know, I was the boss there. So it's like the boss can't show up and start the day, you know, an hour after she was supposed to be there. Like I have got to be there and I've got to be ready to go with a good attitude, like ready to conquer the day. So it would just be create just, just chaos. Um, we'd get them all in the car. I'd get them all where they'd be trying to go. I probably was a hag in the car, even though I was trying to turn it around, but I was disgruntled and in a time crunch and anxious. And then I would get to work and I would be about near tears. Sometimes Mm. there would be tears and I would just have to say, you know, like, Um, you know, my direct girl underneath of me, she always, we were kind of like the same person. So she knew exactly like where I was, you know, she would be like, Oh, I'm just going to give her a little, give her a little bit to decompress and then we'll get the day going. Yep. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was, it was like that over and over and over and every day, every day. And it just, you know, and I mean, I even had a, I had a principal once that sent me a, uh, hearing a hearing attendance summons because my kindergartner had been tardy too many times. And I thought this is the most absurd thing I've ever heard of. But in any case, it was those little things that ended up not being little things. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that, that was just too much for me. You know, I was like, this is too much. Yeah. So, and like you said, keeping it real about those car rides and the shoe that's, you know, in a dog's mouth and, you know, everything else, it's like being real and sharing that, taking that big leap and saying, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to make my own hours. Um, you know, maybe, maybe you aren't making what you were making, working this huge company and working for other people. And it's not 40, 50, 60 hours a week but it's on your terms. And if for right now in this moment, you might be making less, but you are doing more with, a, with your family, you are feeling more, you are being more. And it's, I mean, I think that's a pretty fair trade. And I think that there are so many women that are, I'm sure there's people period, but you know, let's talk to the moms here. I think there are so many women that are just stuck and think that that is the way that they have to do things. And they're stuck in that robotic way of living. Um, They're living in that fear. They're letting that fear control them. What would you share with them? Um, You know, I would say I started to um, I started to feel a sense of um, inconvenience by my family because I, I, this was my job and I was so loyal to this company and I was there for so long. It's important for me to do a good job. Um, and I would get inconvenienced by, um, by, you know, a sick kid, like, oh, I have mm-hmm. meetings today. I can't call these off. Like, can somebody go and get her? And it dawned on me one day, like, if I lost my job, they would replace me tomorrow. And Mm. my child needs me more than she needs anybody else. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. And I realized then like, this is not acceptable for me. 
And, um, like that was one thing. And then I sat there and I thought to myself, you know what, if things changed like that, um, I would absolutely like, I just, I need to put my family first and I, and I feel like they matter more than anything. If I had nothing but just them, I would be happy. Mm -hmm. And I just, that was pretty much what made the decision for me that I'm not going to be, um, more loyal to somebody else's dreams than I am to my own family and to my own Mm -hmm. dreams. And then that's when I just pretty much made that big leap. And I was like, all right, you know what? All I need is them. And if I can change my schedule around and if I can change other things around, then by golly, that is what I'm going to do. And you are doing that. You are doing it every single day and you are showing them that even though it's scary and even though you're stepping into the unknown, that your heart feels fulfilled and that you're spending time and you're going camping and you're making them breakfast and you're making them dinner. And, you know, I think those are some of my favorite things to see, Um, you know, the pictures and the Instagram stories and the different things like that of being able to not be rushed out the door and a waffle in hand and heading out, but, you know, you making them breakfast and sitting down and um, I know how that feels and I know how special that is to you. And, you know, I think we just... We reach, we, we reach this place of what really matters and it's, it's so hard to unlearn all the stuff that we learned and the stuff that we were taught. But when you start really trusting your heart and you start really believing in a bigger picture and saying, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. And it can be scary, um, but really it pushes you to be better. It pushes you to make the best out of everything and to enjoy all of those moments because of, you know, the way that life was before. And, um, I just, am so, I'm so grateful, you know, so thank you so much for sharing today and sharing your perspective and, um, and that it can really share and show people that it's possible, that it's real, that, a mother of four children can go and say, I'm quitting that job. That's a guarantee paycheck. And I'm going to go do what I want. I'm going to go start my own side hustle that grows into a business that is fulfilling and feels good. And I get to show my family that um, I get to, you know, be what I want for them. And so um, I hope that you guys, um, you know, got to enjoy Nikki as much as I do and um, just got to take a little bit from her wisdom and um, that bold step that she took for herself and for her family. And like she said, it is not um, me first, but it is about me too and that you matter just as much as them.